0: If it's happening now, we're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson
1: on 900 CHML.
0: Just about uh, half an hour ago, 40 minutes ago maybe, I got a press release from the city of Hamilton. Influenza and COVID-19 vaccines available to all Hamiltonians. And it is a long press release laying out that everybody who is six months old and older is now eligible to go and get one or both. I I know my next guest would be... I'm sure saying make it both. He is Dr. Kieran Moore, Chief Medical Officer of Health for the Province of Ontario. Joins us now, Doctor. Thanks for the time today. Oh, afternoon. Thanks so much. I appreciate you doing this. This, as I say, I'm I'm reasonably confident that uh, if I were to ask you, you would say both, not just one or the other.
1: I, I just got mine an hour ago, and I got one in each arm. So uh, yeah, I would endorse both.
0: There is a question that uh, that I've long had, and. Um, A couple of years ago when we were in the midst of covid and everybody was getting their covid shots and doing everything we had essentially in this country zero cases of the flu and that's not an exaggeration i mean it was like you know almost none there were almost no cases no one that i've ever heard though we heard everybody saying you must go and get covid shots and that tried to get rid of covid has there ever been anyone suggesting that flu shots should be mandatory because we showed that it was Getting you could get rid of it I, if you got if everyone stayed apart or got the shots or whatever else.
1: Yeah, we we got rid of it over the last three years mainly because um, we we stayed home, we isolated, we wore masks, we had good hand hygiene. So to me, it's a good lesson learned that even without a vaccine, we can defeat influenza. It's much less infectious than RSV and COVID, uh, and so those basic measures of hand hygiene, masking, isolation. Will absolutely help.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't necessarily pushing for a mandatory flu vaccine. Just to be clear, oops, I think we lost them, but we'll we'll get Dr. Moore back. We just the phone just dropped there. We'll get him back. I uh, wasn't pushing necessarily for a mandatory vaccine, but it's an interesting. I I'm surprised honestly that many people, more people, have not come forward with that idea. And then we would have the discussion about whether that's a good idea or not. However, that is uh, the, there was. A, you may remember this, and you may. May or may not, but there were literally almost zero cases of the flu uh, in the midst of COVID. All right, so uh, we have the doctor back. Um, so we're, we're talking about this. When you are now telling people to go and get this, though, I am guessing that there might that you and other doctors may be running into some reluctance. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to get people convinced. If you are not someone who is enthusiastic about getting these, I am guessing it's difficult to convince people at this point.
1: Uh, I, I agree, uh, and um, you know our main target audience. We didn't buy 16 million doses for all Ontarians. We really bought uh, roughly six million of influenza and COVID for the highest risk individuals, hoping uh, that the very young and the very old would come forward to get immunized. So. Um, we really need anyone over 60 years of age with an underlying uh, uh, or those with an underlying medical illness to come forward uh, to get protected. It's those individuals that are really are uh, you know, a high priority for us uh, to uh, get immunized and get protected because those individuals are the, the ones that have the highest risk of getting into hospital if they come down with mm. either one of those illnesses. So you're absolutely right. We We do have a particular emphasis on those populations that are most at risk and certainly hope that they will come forward.
0: Long-term care homes, obviously, in COVID were were uniquely hard hit. Uh, How do we get those to be at the top of the list? Because that would be, I mean, you said very old and very young, but I, I mean, that would seem to be one of the main places you would go first to try and get them done.
1: Thank you so much. You're absolutely right. And so the last several weeks, Hamilton Public Health, all of our health system partners have been working on immunizing Uh, in those settings first. They're always our priority in the fall. So October um, was our month to get immunizations there and I'm happy to say we've gotten 325,000 doses uh, into those high-risk settings, our hospitals, our healthcare workers to best protect them. Uh, and now, as of October 30th, we're now making it available to the general public, again, hoping that those most at risk for a severe outcome will come forward, although it is optional for everybody.
0: What we learned, we all learned a lot. I mean, you knew it, but the rest of us all learned an awful lot during COVID about respiratory things and viruses and everything else. One of the things that a lot of people learned was that the flu, the strain of flu every year is not the same. So are we in flu season right now? Are we seeing that these vaccines are having an impact or if we're not, how do we know that the flu vaccine we're giving is the right one now?
1: So we watch the southern hemisphere down in Australia, New Zealand, Chile, and we watch what's going on and what their viruses are, uh, and then we predict what should be in our vaccine for our winter and, and, and fall. Uh, and, and so you're absolutely right. There's four uh, protective uh, components to the, the normal influenza vaccine two different A strains and two different B strains. And this year, we do anticipate um, um, an A and a B mixed year. And I'm happy to say, uh, given what's happened uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, we're anticipating a good match between what we've uh, provided through vaccine and what we anticipate circulating. So we think you'll have at least a 50% decreased risk and you're being hospitalized if you get um, vaccinated with the influenza vaccine that we have. So you're right, four major components in it uh, and we do think it'll be protective this year.
0: One of the, uh, so let, let's go back to COVID for just one second here, because there are many people, probably many listening, uh, I'm, I'm guessing almost everyone listening got COVID at one time or another, but for some people it was horrible, for other people it was hardly anything at all. If you were one of those people who hardly had any symptoms from it, if it really, what you couldn't figure out what all the fuss was about, is that a likelihood that if you were to get it again, that would be the same thing? In, in other words, once that does that establish a trend? Are we seeing that that is a consistent with people?
1: That's a very good question. It it is most likely that if you had a minor illness the first time uh, and that you don't have any significant change in your health, so no other um, medical illnesses, that most likely, um, given the virus hasn't become more severe, um, that it'll stay as a milder illness. Uh, but if if you had a rough time the first time, your your immunity does fade. And we need you to stay protected through immunization. So hence the reason, no matter if you've had the virus six months ago and or the vaccine, we're advising that you stay up to date with this new updated XBB. We do anticipate that it will provide robust immunity uh, against the Omicron strains that are circulating. And yes, we know the virus changes, but we think that this most updated uh, vaccine uh, will provide the best protection for what for us all is going to be a long and difficult winter, we want the safest holiday season uh, and winter season for everybody. And staying up to date is your best bet.
0: Doctor, we only have a few seconds left here, but what about what do we believe now about the idea of natural immunity? Is there any belief that, that if you, once you've had it, you are somewhat or completely or not at all immunized to, uh, towards COVID again?
1: sadly, with coronaviruses in general, and there's at least six that affect humans, our immunity does fade with time with them. And hence, some individuals in Hamilton may have had multiple uh, COVID infections over the years because immunity does fade with time. So if you're uh, vulnerable to this virus, immune suppressed, uh, underlying medical illness, the best protection is to get updated on a regular basis and, and get this fall vaccine in particular of the new updated XBB.
0: Dr. Kieran Moore, Chief Medical Officer of Health for Ontario, appreciate the time today. Thank you for doing Thanks
1: this.
0: Thank so much, Tom. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live week
1: afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.